Well, that's a timely reminder for us at the Christmas season. I made the mistake of going out on Palm Bay Road to Hammock Landing this afternoon, and I thought, oh my Lord, what is going on? I mean, the traffic and the chaos and everything else that is going on at Christmas. But it makes sense because you know what Christmas Eve is, right? And that's the time when the dads begin doing their Christmas shopping. That's what happens. And I don't understand why there are all these cars out here, because ladies, we give you from Black Friday until December 23rd to get your part done. We just ask for one day. That's all we men need is one day. And it's just not working out. We need to come up with a better arrangement here in society, I think. Uh, you know, one of the great, uh, greatest privileges of my life, um, outside of, uh, of obviously being uh, married to Catherine and having uh, two boys, MJ and Jacob, being their dad. The greatest privilege of my life is being pastor of this church. And I've been here long enough now, I've been here 12, almost 12 years that I've been able to see, you know, our children uh, grow up from being small to, uh, you know, getting, uh, going off to college, getting their careers going, getting married, even beginning to have children themselves. I was talking to one of our uh, guys that I, I did a wedding and it's like, man, they've been married for three years now and it's just, it, time just flew. And I was talking to another one of our college students and who'd been applying for an end internships for the summer, and, and she got really good news, uh, you know, recently that she got a nice internship coming up for the summer. I mean, just seeing our young people, you know, grow up and be a part, and getting to be a part of their lives, it's just a, it's just a high honor. And getting to celebrate with all of these, uh, these folks, uh, you know, like Colton Dana, you know, watching them grow up and getting married, and, and just, it's just phenomenal, it's fantastic. It's just a, it's just a high, high privilege of my life. And getting to celebrate the good news that happens. Don't we all love good news, right? I mean, it certainly beats the alternative, right? <laughs> you know, you don't like going to the doctor and hearing him say, you know, I have good news and I have bad news. You only want to hear one thing. Hey, listen, I have good news, right? We all love good news. Uh, in, that, in the passage of scripture that Alexis read for us, the, the traditional um, you know, Christmas story, it starts out there as the angels come and they make this appearance before these shepherds. And we have to probably put ourselves in the context there. I mean, let's think about this. You are a bunch of guys and you're watching, you know, big flocks of sheep. You know, according to history, these men were the ones who, who watched the sheep, these massive flocks of sheep that were used at the temple for the sacrificial system that was done at the temple. And here they are out in the countryside and all of a sudden, you know, appears angels. You know, and, and these aren't, you know, uh, what was her name with touched by an angel? You know, not her, you know, little mild-mannered older lady. No, these are the fierce angels of the heavens that come and they inter intervene in time and history. And I don't know about you, but if that happened to me, um, you know, I'm going to be scared out of my gourd, right? I mean, that's just the just, just way it is. And you notice the very first thing they say to them is, don't be afraid, right? I have what? Good news, good news, you know, good news of great joy. I think, you know, because of the language uh, in, in, in at play at the time, we might have said it in our, if it was in English and they had spoken in English, they might have said, hey, don't be afraid. I have awesome news. I have great news. They would have, that would have been, the, but that wasn't their vocabulary. Instead, it was, I have good news of great joy, you know, and it translates to us as, hey, I have awesome news. What makes it such great news? 
not just good news, I think even great news, what makes it this way. If we kind of just, I want to take a few minutes this evening just to kind of tease a few ideas out of the passage. Uh, It's a common story. It's one that we can take for granted, but there's great riches there. It's, It's great news because of the scope. He says, I have this news for all people. All includes us. And I think it's important that he went to the shepherds because the shepherds in that society were uh, habitually, ceremonially unclean. Uh, when they, you know, they raised these sheep, they could take them to the temple, but then they would not be allowed into the temple because they would then have to go through these incredibly uh, extensive purification procedures and processes that took s- several days, even weeks, for them to even be able to participate in the religion that they were providing the sheep to because the sheep were considered dirty and shepherds were dirty. They were perpetually unclean, unpure, and so they were not allowed to participate in the religious life of the average Israelite unless they went through purification steps. And so here's these angels who come to this class of people and say, I have great news for all people. And let's don't miss that this evening. Because uh, I look across the audience and, you know, everybody is dressed so nice and we look good. Uh, at the four o'clock service, I mean, we were decked. The little girls were like decked to the walls with dresses. They were beautiful and it was so neat to see. Uh, and, you know, we all look very respectable and we all have, I'm sure, great families and backgrounds and different things that we can point to. But the truth is, is that we all come in here this evening at different levels of need. Some of us with great need, in fact. You may have even come in simply because, you know, this is the one time of the year that you, you know, pacify your mom or your dad uh, and get them to, you know, kind of leave you alone about coming to church. And this is the time of the year you do it. Uh, And you come maybe in here this evening with great wounds and even bad memories of of maybe what has happened in in your past with God and with the church and with religion. And maybe you have things that then it doesn't make you too thrilled. Or perhaps you're here this evening and you've got things going on in your life that bring great pain. I was talking to someone at the last service, I knew who has experienced death within the last year. And, and I was talking to them and we were, we were you know, comforting one another as we, both that person and myself, we've had close family that we've lost within the last year. This is the first Christmas without our loved ones and it's just not the same. You know, we hurt, we miss our loved ones. And some of you are experiencing that maybe again uh, because it's, those wounds are still fresh. And some of you are here uh, because, you know, you, you're looking for what's this whole thing about Christmas and the season. The good news of, the, of what we're talking about here is it's for you. It's for all of us. Whether we regularly come to Covenant Church or we're here for some weird reason that we can't even, you know, I don't even know about, can't imagine, what they're saying in this story is for all of us, whether we're rich or poor, whether we are free from any kinds of substances or we're in the midst of horrible addiction, whether we're in a great marriage with great children or our entire family life is just blown up and our spouse has walked out and we don't know what's going to happen next. No matter where we come from this evening, this message is for all of us. So the scope of, it, of the message is what makes it great. Also, the, you know, the very content of the message is what makes it great. He says in verse um, 11, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You know, if you think about that little sentence, 
A Savior has been born to you. In that little phrase, there is both good news and bad news, right? The bad news. Let's go with the bad news, okay? Whenever I get asked, do you want the bad news or the good news? I always go with the bad news first because I want to end on a positive note. That's just the way I'm wired. You know, how many of you are like that? How many of y'all want to hear the bad news first? Raise your hand, okay? How many of you want to hear the good news first? Raise your hand. Okay, you know, I think the bad news outnumbers you. Some of you, you don't care. I just don't want anything. Uh, Here's the bad news. The bad news is contained in that word Savior. Because what it's saying to us is that all of us have a deep, deep, inherent need in our lives. And our need that we have is not for a life coach. As much as you know, life coaches play a, their role in society, our greatest need that all of us have is not for a life coach, or maybe for a mentor, or a teacher, or a therapist, or a physician, or any of those numbers of these people that we need at different points in our life to help us through a, a situation that we're facing. Some of us need that all the time. Some of us need a therapist 24-7-365, right? And some of us only need a therapist every now and then. But what we all need absolutely is a Savior. And the reason is because we're born in sin. See, the, the, the bad news side of the coin of this entire story is that the reason Jesus had to come and take on flesh and dwell among us is because every one of us are born in sin, in need of a Savior, because our sins separate us from God. No matter how good we try to be, no matter what kind of life we try to live, we are born into this world condemned. All of us have sinned, the Scriptures tell us, and we fall short of the glory of God. And it is absolutely impossible for us to work our way into God's favor. We can't be good enough. We can't do enough good things, righteous things. Because even the good things that we do, the Scripture tells us, at the core of those good things tends to be some kind of a selfish, self-oriented motive. So our motives behind even the good things that we do simply poison those deeds. We're in a mess. That's the bad news. We need a savior. We don't need a, you know, a physician or a therapist or a life coach. We need somebody to rescue us out of our situation. And the situation is that we're dead in sin. The good news is that we have someone who has done this. Christ, the Lord, God, took on human flesh And he lived the life that we were to live, and he paid for our sins so that we could be reconciled to God. This is also an aspect of why this news is such great news, because he tells us in verse 14, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. With Jesus coming and doing, being born as a baby and living this life, and it will culminate in the cross, he reconciles us to God. He brings peace to all of us who so deeply need peace. Now, if you're here this evening and you say, Jerry, I don't really need peace. I'm perfectly fine the way I am. Can I give you a Christmas present this evening? It's a twofold Christmas present. One, you're wrong. (laughs) You're deceived, okay? Uh, The Bible tells us that the prince and the power of this air, the evil one, he deceives us. And he causes us to think that we're better off than what we are. And the truth is that none of us can claim 
to be good and in a great position, not needing what this message is, okay? The second thing that is, I want to make sure that you understand is that you can be reconciled to God. You can have peace. Not the peace that, that, you know, that video was talking about, you know, the, the toys and all that. I mean, I, I love getting gifts, right? You know, I kind of know what my gifts are this year because they're in my garage in boxes. And, um, and on the outside, it says WeatherTech. So I'm getting a pretty good idea that I'm getting, you know, some floor mats and back. I got a new beer, newer vehicle. And thanks for the weather tech uh, mats, baby. I uh, appreciate that. Surprise! Uh, you know, so, right. uh, but we all like getting gifts and things like that. But you, you know as well as I do that no matter what we get, it doesn't bring real peace. It doesn't last long. You know, it wears out the excitement of the season. It wears down. And, you know, pretty soon, you know, after December 25th comes, you know, the, the credit card bill in January. And then out the door goes your peace from, you know, the gifts. I mean, here we are. And this is peace. It's great news because it's for all of us. And it has this message that Jesus is a Savior for every one of us who would have Him be our Savior. And so the good news is, is if you want this for yourself, all you must do is call out to Christ and ask Him to be your Savior. You know, it's good news because it's true. Uh, it's the, the truthfulness of this story. You know, the, he, they come to these angels, they tell them what's going on. You know, the shepherds had a choice. They could have just sat there in the fields and they could have looked at each other and said, well, that was different. Huh? <laughs> Pretty interesting night, huh? Uh, what did they do? They got up and they went down to Bethlehem to see, was this actually true? And what did they find out? It was there exactly what the angels said was happening. And there was this baby, and, and here's Mary and Joseph and all going on. And, and it reminds us of the truthfulness of what this story and what the good news of Jesus has in it. You know, I was reading recently, uh, you know, there's, there's about 300 prophecies in the Bible about Jesus and his birth and, and his, his, uh, ultimately his crucifixion. If you put them all together, there's 300 of them. Uh, to get like one person to fulfill Eight of those prophecies, the odds of one person doing eight of those prophecies is like one in you know, a billion, a couple of, you know, several billion. The odds of one person fulfilling 48 of the 300 prophecies, and I want to make sure I get this right, is one to the 10th power, 10 to the 157th power. Did I say that right, Jacob? 10 to the 157? Thank you. I, I really was bad at math, okay? I was a history guy. Not a, one in 10 to the 157th power. How much is that? Some of you math guys, how much is that? A lot. Okay, yeah. All right, a lot. Um, so that's just 48. How about one person fulfilling all 300 of them? Well, that's Jesus Christ. That's who that is. Because only one person fulfilled all 300 of them, Jesus. And the message that we have, and if you're looking for truth in your life, don't look to our culture that gives you opinion, or everybody has their own truth. You know, God loves us so much as our creator. He loves us enough to communicate to us. And he, when he communicates to us, he communicates truth to us. And that truth is here in this story. One final thing about it. It's good, it's great news, but it only becomes great news for you personally 
if you actually act on what you're hearing. Those shepherds, Mary, they acted, they appropriated the message, and as a result, their lives were changed forever. You can come here every Christmas Eve of your life till you die, but if you hear the message and you never act upon it, it's just words falling into your ears. It makes no difference. It must be words that you believe and you appropriate it. If you're struggling with that, and you know, you've come out, you're one of those people that you came for a reason tonight, and I'm glad that you did. I'm glad you're here with us. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe God brought you here for a reason tonight. If you're struggling with these things and you're wanting to know what is truth and, and what is even what I'm up here saying actually you know, real and reality and not just a bunch of myth and fable, just begin to start by praying, calling out to God. Call out to God and ask Him, if this is true, would you, would you show it to me? Would you give me a heart that actually understands and believes this? Prove it to me, Lord, and see what happens. You know, those of you who are new tonight, I hope that you would know that we love you. We're glad that you're here with us. And of course, those of you that are here every week, again, it's my highest pleasure and honor to be your pastor. It's great to be able to celebrate Christmas with you folks this evening. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good news that's contained in this passage of Scripture. It's a great story, but it's not just a story like a fable, like a, a myth, like Greek mythology. It's a story of good news, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the good news of God breaking into our world, taking on human flesh to rescue His creation because He loves us this much. Father, we thank You for Your love, for sending Your Son Jesus Lord Jesus, we thank you for laying aside the honors of heaven, the glories of heaven, and taking on flesh, being born in a manger, being born in such humble origins, living the life that we were to live, and then dying and paying the penalty for our sins so that we could be reconciled to God. So as we celebrate Christmas this evening, Lord Jesus, know we are thanking and praising you for what you have done for us on this day. In your name we pray these things. Amen.